What's up, everybody? We're back with Four Winds in June here. Yes, sir. It's good to be back. Feels been, good. It's been too long, you know. With school and everything, with the Christmas break, but yeah. we're here. We're hey, here now. Everyone says the NBA season doesn't start till the new year. We're in the new year. We're a little behind, but uh, we have a ton of stuff coming up with the All Star break and the trade deadline. And things are heating up, so we got plenty to talk about. Yeah, and even those hoops that they put up in the Indianapolis airport, or you can't even play basketball. On them. I know you see they put a plastic rim on them, so you can't shoot. Yeah, missed opportunity by Indiana. Come on, just that's been legendary. Just have people go up, sign a little waiver, and then come on. Oh yeah, hundred percent. People will fly in for all over just to go to Indiana airport exactly. just to hoop. Exactly on the real real court. Hey, and I know what that's like. You know, I splashed a three on the Warriors court, so that's true. I, I did see the video, although the. <laughs> Security guy didn't give him his change, so that's true. I only got one shot, I, and I was better than Steph that night. That's another thing. He was that's 0 true. for nine, the second time this season Steph has not made a three pointer, and you know on that night, same he court, was scared one for one. He saw Dana in attendance, he got scared. That's all know. I could say. Anyway, I had to throw that in there. You gotta stop going to Warriors games, I guess. I know, I know, they're better without without me now. That's true. But, uh, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Let's get right into the recent news. Yeah, you're talking about playing better without someone. You got the Bucks now, who looked ecstatic last night doing another dance uh, after they fired head coach uh, Adrian Griffin. Um, surprisingly, the second best record in the league, and coach gets canned in a random day in January. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like predicted, though, because Giannis wanted to get rid of Nick Nurse. That was the whole reason. And then Adrian Griffin's just there, so the Bucks are like, yeah, let's try it. And then everyone hates him. Giannis, you know, calls out the team during, well, not the team, like even like the manager, the equipment manager too. He's like saying, clean those jerseys. Everyone has to be better during the in-season tournament. And they still have a good record, but, you know, that's just what happens in the NBA. If you, you have a star player that doesn't like the coach. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's weird because Giannis is the one advocating for him to get hired. He was the one who pushed for no Nick Nurse. I want Adrian Griffin. Um, and so it's kind of interesting to see like how quickly things turn in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more so Dame had a hard time adjusting, and so he was more the fall guy for Dame's uh, struggles, especially because you think about it, uh, before the season they had Terry Scotts, right? Assist- lead assistant coach, Dame's old coach in Portland. He loves Dame, Dame loves him. And then randomly right before the season he quits. And so all of a sudden that Dame said like safety net isn't there. That's true, yeah. And another safety net is the defense, right? Like, if their defense was better, he probably would have stayed. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like they're citing the defense as the reason to fire him. I'm like, well, no, duh. You traded Drew Holiday for a traffic cone on defense. Exactly. Like, what do you expect him to do? And two of your starting, like, two of your guards are Beasley and Lillard. They don't play any defense. Exactly. Like, I'll give you Connaughton. He tries, but he's smaller. Like, he's not going to really lock up. And then you have Crowder, but he's been hurt. He's an older two. He's he can't older. really keep up with these small guards. So like guards like Tyrese Halliburton, who has owned the Bucks this year, four and one. Like mm-hmm. you can't guard Tyrese because you have no one to guard him. Yeah, exactly. Giannis and Brook Lopez, fantastic defenders, always in DPOY conversations, but they can't guard the perimeter. So like, what do you want them to do against small guards like Tyrese Halliburton or Shea? Like, can't really do anything. Yeah, you're let them drop forty every night. Yeah, so. It'll be interesting to see how Doc affects them. We all know the history of Doc. He has the most like blown three oh, on yeah. leads, most lost games. My boy Glenn, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> Celtics coach legend, Glenn Robinson. Glenn Robinson, my boy. I love Doc. He's a good coach. He has had his struggles, but he did go to some of the most toxic organizations. 
The Clippers have a, had a, had a winning organization a long time. Doc led them to the playoffs. He led them to the conference finals uh, that one year in the uh, was it twenty twenty one? I think so. Did they? I forget. They it's led them been... to the conference finals that one year. Yeah. Um. And so he, he is a winner, but he just hasn't won a championship since I went that super team in 08. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot of questions and. Um, I guess the Bucks felt like they wanted a veteran coach in there who could command and respect the locker room and try and fix the second best team in the league. I guess <laughs> I don't know. it's still That's strange. That's a big question mark, but yeah, they just blew out the, my Celtics by fifty. So yeah. like, it is just a little strange they had to go this drastic. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. But we'll see what impact Doc has. He definitely knows how to be a coach. He just doesn't know how to. To put it together, really, when it matters, at least. I, Just at don't least, give him a 3 one lead. That's true. At he least he'll have, two, he's good. He'll have uh, experience with, you know, both Celtics and Sixers. That's so, true. Like with Embiid, and then I guess the Celtics, just the organization, how they work. So maybe he has inside yeah. scooped on stuff. Although I think it's funny how the entire time during the Celtics playoff run last year, right, the whole narrative around the Celtics was Joe Mazzulla was getting outcoached. The one series they didn't say he was getting outcoached, was the series against Doc Rivers. Yeah. So the Bucks went out and got the one coach that everyone agrees could not outcoach Joe Mazzulla. Yeah. Now, I have my own thoughts about Joe Mazzulla. I think he's a good coach. I think he held his own. But the overall narrative was so against him unless he was going against Doc Rivers. True, true. So that, that's Doc for you. We'll see what happens. I don't really – I think the Bucks won't win the championship this year, but that's just my opinion. But uh, in other news with – you know, coaches moving and stuff. We have Wes Unseld for the Wizards, apparently promoted, quote. Uh, on, it's on, like a, the front office. Yeah. Steve Carroll, uh, was no, the Pete Carroll. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, like, the Seahawks. Yeah, it's he like, got promoted to an advisor role instead of head coach. Mm-hmm. It's like, we want to keep you, but we don't think you're good for the coach right now. Yeah. We'll move a different direction in that, but we still like you. So, yeah. Come on in, man. I, I think Wes Unseld is. <laughs> pretty happy to have been like like promoted oh yeah um it's the same thing as adrian griffin like they side bad defense if they gave him two traffic cones on the perimeter and then they fired what's on self for not having a serious team but they gave him jordan Poole and kyle kuzma exactly two of the biggest goofballs in the nba yeah like <laughs> imagine that coaching those two like i just that that's the worst coaching job in the nba so yeah. prayers to whoever ends up coaching the wizards with I mean, and Kuzma. the Wizards finally did what they needed to do for the last, like, four years. Mm-hmm. They blew it up. They traded Bradley Beal. And looks like now, Bradley Beal, that trade was pretty good for the Wizards because he's been kind of eh yeah. for the Suns. They should have blown it up way way sooner when they had value with John Wall. Mm-hmm. But so they yeah. finally bit the bullet. They made the trade. And so now they're in this awkward year where people are going to get blamed. People are going to get fired. And it's going to be ugly for a little bit. But sooner rather than later, they're going to be back on top. Yeah, yeah. They have a lot of draft capital and mm-hmm. the freeing up a lot of space right now. So uh, we'll see what happens with the trade deadline, too. Rumors of Kuzma uh, yeah. potentially moving. But a trade that has happened is the Heat. They <laughs> traded for Terry Rozier. And my initial thoughts is they got five years younger <laughs> and they lost some thickness. <laughs> they did lose a, a big body. Um, I mean, essentially, Terry Rozier was a pretty similar player to Kyle Lowry in his prime. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of a pest, kind of just get-under-your-skin type of player. He's an okay shooter, not great. Can kind of heat he's up sometimes, yeah. An ad defender. He's not a good defensive player, but he's not like Damian Lillard level defender. Yeah. 
No offense to Dame, but like we were just talking. He's about the that. worst. Yeah. Um. So like he's just kind of like a good player, but the thing that he are betting on is one he's younger, but two he's would fit right into that Miami Heat mold, that Heat culture type of thing fits Terry ear perfectly. Now as a Celtics fan, I'm not too worried about this trade because I still have flashbacks to the 2018 Eastern Conference Finals Game Seven when Terry ear wouldn't stop chucking the ball. And we should have beat LeBron James, and we should have been the ones to get swept by the Warriors. But no, he wanted to chuck the ball instead of give it to Jason Tatum and just dunked on LeBron. But I'm well, I'm not mad about scary that. Scary Terry, you know. It was his it was his like Jeremy Lin sanity moment. So, but uh, I I think it's a good trade for the, the Heat. They got a little younger, be, being able to compete now. Because I mean Lowry's good, but it's just like eh, he's not really going to play until the playoffs kind yeah. of thing. Which you know I'll give it to him. He does kind of pop off in the playoffs. But. The only thing that sucks is that Kyle Lowry was an expiring deal. And expiring deals are super valuable for teams like the Heat because they're over the cap. And now Tyree Rozier's has another year of like around almost $30 million they're going to pay him. Hmm. So it doesn't really help their cap flexibility. Um, so they're kind of going all in on Tyree Rozier, and they lost some flexibility in terms of cap. That's true. So it's a definite plus for the Hornets. Oh, massive plus so. for the Hornets. And the pick is in 2027. Pick, yeah. Which, who knows if Jimmy Butler is going to be playing basketball by then. Maybe his big face coffee brand is going to blow up by then, and we're not going to see him anymore. True. Yeah. We'll see. As soon as Michael Jordan gets out, they, the Hornets start <laughs> making some smart decisions uh, for once. But, um, but, yeah, and then other news. This kind of happened a week ago, I think, or more than a week ago. But the Raptors finally sold their pieces of OG Ananubi and Pascal Siakam. Yeah. The first trade that happened was – OG was traded to the Knicks in exchange for um, R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly and a second-round pick. Yeah, and then we had uh, Siakam traded to the Indiana Pacers for, I forget who it was. It was Bruce Brown, oh, Jaden yeah. Nuora, and three first-round picks. Three first-round picks, yeah. I think Tyra Lewis was also rerouted to New Orleans in that trade. Okay, so yeah, I mean, initial thoughts for the Knicks, I think that's a great trade for them, honestly, mm-hmm. like, RJ Barrett's it's decent and quickly has upside, but like, are you really gonna focus that your team on them too? Like, you have Brunson and Randall. It's like kind of go all in on them and then build around them. So I think Ananubi's a great piece there. They already have Josh Hart uh, and Divincenzo, kind of your hustle guards. Yeah, they'll do anything. And then you have uh, Hartenstein and what's his name? Mitchell Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. yeah, Mitchell Robinson's out for the year, so he's so out. That's tough, but. Um, I, honestly, yeah, I love this trade for both sides. It kind of feels, gives me vibes of the Tyrese Halliburton for DeMontis Sabonis deal. Like, True. Kind of just fair on both sides. Mm-hmm. You send R.J. Barrett to play for his hometown team. He's looked great ever since. Yeah. Um, he's been hooping up in Canada. He's loving it there. And you get a player who's literally the mold of Tom Thibodeau. The exact kind of player he wants. You could run him into the ground, mm-hmm. hustle, do all the dirty work, and it's just a nick. You know, you envision a Nick player, you envision, like, OG Ananobi. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just perfect trade. Uh, do I think it puts the Knicks in, like, contention? No, not really. Not I don't think they're cracking the top three or even, like, the top four teams in the East. But I wouldn't discount, like, if they get hot or something, knocking, you know, knocking the Bucks off or the Sixers or, you know, maybe giving a surprise. I don't know. Possibly. You it, never it, know. They are a surprise team, but um, I think it's a good trade moving forward, but... I just think there's one more big trade they need to make. You yeah, know? I'd say the Knicks are what I thought the Cavs would be last year. 
That's true. Like, I thought the Cavs had potential to knock out someone in Mm -hmm. the first round. Like, or I guess the second round because they were like a fifth seed. Yeah. But because they they just had great pieces and I thought that they would have worked. But, like, now it's kind of like the Knicks. I'm like, oh, they could be scary. But uh, we'll see how it pans out. Obviously, you have the Celtics and Bucks. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not on their level. But we'll see. Then the Raptors side of it, obviously, they're not trying to contend right now. But they're – Still have young enough pieces. They still have R.J. Barrett. Quickly is a free agent, so we'll see if they give him. That was my big concern was Quickly wants a ton of money, so it was good for the Knicks to get off him and get value back. Um, but the Raptors have some good pieces still. Um, they have some young players like Grady Dick, which this will open more minutes for him to play in. Um, so hopefully he can develop. But we'll they see. They still have Schroeder. Like, Schroeder, yeah. He's a they good still have trade Bruce asset. Brown they can flip for yep. a couple picks probably. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I like the direction the Raptors are going. They're really going like to rebuild with Scotty Barnes, and I think that's yeah. a good choice. Yeah, um, that's a great choice. And then for the Siakam, a little bit for the Pacers, I think it's a terrible trade for the Pacers. Really? Like in all due respect, Siakam's Siakam's decent. I just think he's overrated. He's overhyped, and I think the the Pacers giving up three picks, three first rounders. For yeah, him. but it's not like great picks, you know. Yeah, they're kind. They're both. I think there's two twenty twenty four picks. And they're both just kind of eh. Okay. So if you look at the picks, like value-wise, they're not that good. Um, I I agree. I don't think Pascal Siakam is as good as people say he is. Yeah. But I think he's the perfect type of player to put with Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, but he stretches are, the floor. He's a kick and shoot guy. But you already he's have a fast break guy. You already have Turner. Like it's, Turner's it's what like thirty five percent three point shooter. Like Pascal can penetrate was, the defense as well. Turner can't really penetrate the defense. Yeah, it just seems like you got two kind of conflicting players. Like maybe it could work because yeah, Halliburton's super selfish, but they're the, it's gonna be Siakam and Turner learning how to play together. Did you say Halliburton's selfish? No, no, sorry, like he, selfless. Oh. I mean, no, no, because he passes it. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. like yeah. So it's like he's okay, the homie drops twenty assists no, no, a game. No, no, yeah, no, he's the assist leader. No. Yeah. but like it's gonna be up to Siakam and Turner learning how to play together because their styles are very similar. Like, yeah, but I, I just think. Yeah. Of all the stars that Indiana could have gone and got, I think Siakam is a is a very good fit next to Tyrese. Now there's some overlap like I said with Miles Turner, but I just think that they're struggling right now. I think they lost like four the first four games with Siakam, but then again the Clippers lost like ten in a row when James Harden got there. Now they're off and running, so I think even if you give the Pacers time, then they can get yeah. off and running, and they got a really good young core that is really cheap still, and they yeah. can they can build something around that. Now, do I think same in the Knicks? Do I think it's good enough to compete with the Celtics and Bucks? Probably not. Yeah. But you know, they could, they could make an upset. They could do that with but the Bucks. They have. The I number. wouldn't bet on it if it are you. Yeah, I, I give the the Knicks more of a chance than them right now. But yeah, I mean, two two like pretty fair trades. Like yeah. you said, a trade should be fair for both teams, and mm-hmm. I think it benefits both of them. Um, but we want to get talking about. How the league has increased in points overall. The scoring inflation goes crazy. Exactly. I'm watching games and it's like 105 points and it's the end of the third. Yeah. I like turn it on like, oh, like there's two minutes left in the fourth. Nope. There's 10 minutes left in the fourth. It's absolutely crazy. Like now if you hold the team under 100, it's an amazing feat. Oh, yeah. Like it's newsworthy. Like, oh, they held this team under 100. Whereas like the average point like score is now one twenty to like one eighteen, mm-hmm. like it's insane like how high scoring things are now. Yeah, obviously that will take a dip in the playoffs. 
defense, defense gets tighter, fast breaks get cut short, uh, players try harder. So scoring will come down in the playoffs, but it's insane right now. Yeah, I think like they there's something the officials need to do. I don't I don't, I mean I'm always blaming the officials, but like you need to let stuff a little go go a little more, you know, mm-hmm. like and be getting 23 free throws a game like these high scores, like sure they're scoring a lot, but like you see a lot of the fouls that are get it's like little t- ticky tack fouls, they get in the bonus and it's yeah. like Embiid shooting, right? Yeah, I don't love the free throws. I mean, maybe you just increase the bonus like another foul or two so you're yeah. not shooting free throws as fast. But like, I don't know, we always complain about the refs calling too much. So I guess you do let him play a little bit, but then as soon as it's against your team, you start complaining. Yeah. You're like, oh, he got hit. And you're like, well, I want them to play, play on, you know? Yeah. I just think the the ones that are, it's like, the ones that are clear, like call them. But it's like the ones where it's like the the offensive player is like initiating contact. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna give it, and that's what that's what happens with like Jokic, with Embiid, with mm-hmm. even like Carl Anthony Towns. Just all these big players, like, yeah. and then even the small players like SGA. Like he's not small. Oh, they're so shifty. But he's shifty and stuff, yeah. and it's like just these little hits and stuff. It's yeah. like, come on, you have to kind of let it go. Yeah. Like if you're playing like that style, you're kind of playing carrying towards the refs mm-hmm. like you're depending on the refs to help you out yeah so it's like i don't like that at all like and that's what james harden kind of started and it's kind of coming back a little bit yeah it is um but it's just impossible to regulate you know yeah. um because i mean there's their rules like they're trying to fix things but then players find out how to take advantage of those rules mm-hmm. and so th- i think adam silver is doing a good job trying to regulate that but also offense is king in the world of entertainment you want to be putting up hundreds of points because that's more entertaining than putting up 80 points in the game. Yeah. Like, people want to see scoring. Yeah. So, I'm not as much fan of many free throws, but I do like giving offense kind of an advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I want to see back and forth. I just don't want to see stops in the game because yeah. it's like, oh, free throw, another commercial comes yeah. on. It's just like, it, I think it's that's part of it too. It's like, they want to call more fouls so they can show more commercials because they do like the little you know, the box yeah. one or whatever, or like, yeah, they're all like the sideshow. Oh, here's yeah. a takeaway from this free throw. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, they just do that stuff to get more yeah. money. But anyway, the, the reason why we're talking about scoring is because last night we had a crazy night <laughs> in the NBA, the anniversary of Kobe dropping 81 players apparently want to match that. So yeah. we had Embiid dropped 70 points against the Spurs and the Carnathy towns dropped 63 against the Hornets, mm-hmm. which is absolutely insane. We never had seen players drop that many on the same night. Yeah. Granted, a, they're playing the Spurs and the Hornets. True. Yeah. One of them <laughs> lost to the Hornets. And one of them got benched in crunch time against the Hornets. One of them I won't got say gassed. which one. But one of them did. Might have been a little tired. You know, and then you got players like Anthony Edwards after the game saying, We were trying our best to get Carly Towns to hundred. It's like, well, that's why you lost, because you're trying to step back for Carly Towns and you lost to Terrios here in the Hornets. You know. Play stupid games, you win, win stupid, stupid prizes. So, but I will, I will say, I respect the Embiid seventy point game was finally yeah. a game that I can respect from Embiid. Going against Wemby too. Yeah, like, going with Wemby went at him, was physical, went in the post, only had like three three point attempts. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was that many. He was actually attacking the rim, and he was doing a good job. Twenty three free throws, still a lot. Yeah. But like, in comparison to some other games, we had like thirty five. It's really not that much. True, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like high scoring, good for you. Usually when you score a high, you kind of lose. 
Yeah. It's having to tell. That's the hardest thing is but. dropping like 50 plus in a win. Yeah. Like if people think it's super easy, like, oh, you drop 15, you lost, it's hard. Yeah. Like, like what you're Tatum. You're taking away shots. What Tatum and Steph did last year. That's facts. Game insane. seven, feel different. It's insane. They have something in common. Well, yes, sir. Not in common. Hey, one of them scored one more point. One of them will get a ring. <laughs> Hopefully, they could get one more thing in common. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tatum, he's only eighteen, so he has ten more years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's, he's, only, he's got plenty of time. He's a rookie, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just overall, lots of people scoring. So we'll see. Uh, let me just ask: Do you think there'll be another seventy-point game this season? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think there will. Yeah, I think there'll but, be players. And who do you think it'd be? That would be good, funny. I think Shea does it. Shea? I think Shea finds a game yeah. where he's feeling it. It has to be someone that gets to the line a lot. Yeah. Either Shea or Luca. I think Luca. Luca. There's just those games where he just doesn't miss. Yeah. Those are good picks. I'd, I'd pick Unless those he's uh, getting cooked by Jalen Brown. But no. that's besides the point. Like, Steph won't get it. He just. There's no way he shoots too much. No, threes. no like, one on the Celtics will get it because there's just like too many mouths to feed. LeBron won't. Um, AD won't. No, I mean, I mean Giannis Embiid could do it again. Giannis could. could if he made his free throws. Jokic could if he wanted to. Yeah, but he just doesn't care, which is amazing. No. <laughs> um, but anyway. speaking of players who could, KD obviously has been rampant on social media. <laughs> and he's said something that's gotten people talking, so obviously he wanted to discuss it. He no. says he deserves to be in the GOAT conversation. Now, as a Warriors fan, you have a perspective on this. Yeah. What What are your thoughts? So, I've I've thought about this. when he And when he said that he should be in the GOAT conversation, I was like, yeah, he should be. Because of his player, like the player he is. Mm-hmm. Like, he contributes to winning. He's won MVPs. He's won scoring titles. He's brought his team to, like, finals. He's a finals MVP. Um, sure, sure, he had, like, a stacked team on the Warriors. And in my opinion, he wasn't the best player on the Warriors because, mm-hmm. you know, like, you can say that he was, but it's like at the end of the day, when the other coaches double – I'll always bring that up. When the other coach saying that we're double-teaming Steph Curry, yeah, I think that means you're the best – like, you're the most impactful player, best player or whatever, like, you don't want him to get cooking rather than KD because you know that when he does it, it's worse. That's just what I get. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty damning to say, yeah, we doubled Steph. Yeah, but so that's, that's my only argument for that. But that's what we're talking about. I had to just put that out there. I think it's also the play style of Steph leans more to needing double team because he's so shifty yeah. and so quick and running around all the time versus like KD is more methodical, let me break you down. So you know, a double team really doesn't do much against KD. It just gives it gets rid of the ball. Yeah. And plus, like, if you're playing against Steph and you have KD on the ball, Steph's the, oh, the kickout man, which is Oh, yeah. Off insane. the ball, Steph is way yeah. more, like, scary than KD off the ball. Yeah, that's the only reason, like, I can understand doubling Steph over KD. Yeah. Um, but I think if we're talking the GOAT conversation, like, overall, yeah, I don't think KD belongs in that conversation. Well, well like – Wait, just let me see. Because the GOAT conversation, it depends what your definition is. I think if we're talking GOAT. If I'm saying GOAT, this is my definition. The best player that has the, you know, best, like, winning. Like, who's a winner is the best player. And, like, like awards, winning is like that. So, like, winning, awards, finals. And then player is, like, skill set. 
your talent and everything. Yeah. So, like, in my opinion, I think if you're talking about the GOAT on just on player skill set, mm-hmm. yes, he totally deserves to be in the conversation. But if you're talking yeah. about the GOAT, which in my definition is player and, like, winning, yeah, it's you can't have him in there. Yeah, in my opinion. Because like, he only has two. There's the GOAT. Like, there's different attributes of GOATs. Yeah. Like, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. Yeah. Is Steph the greatest player of all time? No. No. Is KD the one but, of the greatest scorers of all time? But is he yes. in that conversation? I don't think he's in that Steph, overall conversation. Steph is in that conversation because he's a winner. Steph is in that conversation because he's unquestionably yeah, the, the greatest at one thing. Yes, and he's a winner. Yes, That's and he's I'm a saying. winner. He has four rings. So he's good at – he's like insane skill. I put Steph in the GOAT conversation yeah. before KD. No, yeah, that's – but I, that's what we're saying. Like, yeah, you're you're good at a skill set. Like, your skills are insane. Yeah, and then you're a winner. And I think Katie has the skills, but just the winning and all that is just not there yet. If I he, think he's a winner. Well, no, I know he's a winner. He's one too. But yeah. if he if he went like, like, if he went and won with the Thunder, then or if he went and like won with his own team, then I'd say yes. Yeah, like that's my because like LeBron. Even LeBron, he kind of not really the only one that he gets is the three one comeback. That's like his team. He carried them. Yeah. But the other ones, he went. He jumped ship. Went to Heat. One two there right. Yeah. And then he jumped ship. Went to L A. One there. Like the only person like you can say that is like Jordan. He stayed with his team. They built around him. And that's the same thing I can say for Steph. Stayed with his team. They built around. He made the team a championship. Uh, you team. can say that about Tim Duncan. You can say that. Yeah, Tim Duncan. So like. It just depends. Like, skill set and then winning. Say about Kobe, too. Kobe, too. Yeah. So, I, it just I depends think, what your definition of yeah. GOAT is. My definition of GOAT is you have to be a top five player to be in that yeah. GOAT conversation. KD is not a top five player. Yeah. And, so, and I think, like, but KD you is can say he's top not, 15, yeah. easy. You can say he's, yeah, top not 10, top five. You can argue that. Yeah. So I don't know if he is top 10 because that's a pretty hard list to crack. Katie and Steph are knocking on that yeah. door. And one of them might be in it already. I don't know. But, yeah. We'll if, if they need to, like, come up with a different definition. Because, yeah. like, if you're just talking about skilled players, like, I just want a player. Yeah. Of course, like, Katie's probably one of the top five yeah. ever. Like, seven foot, shoot over anyone. Who do you, yeah. Touch around the rim. Just yeah. insane. So it's like, yes, that's why I would put him in the conversation. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Do I yeah. think he has a shot at? No, he's not. There's no way he's the goat. But no, not with can, the narrative. Of course, he's in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. anyway, it's 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 all fun to. It's fun to talk about. Talk all respect about to KD. Stuff. I love KD. I love watching him yeah. hoops. So it's, it's kind of like what Shaq was saying about Steph. Like after he made the, uh, yeah, we're I'm joking with uh, with Core after he makes that three against the Celtics. He should have just retired there. Left on a high note, but but Shaq said, like, is it time to talk about he's the best player? It's just stuff to talk about. Yeah, but exactly. Um, let's get into the All Star game. Speaking of mm-hmm. goats, um, yeah, the starters come out today, uh, seven p.m. Eastern, five p.m. Mountain Time uh, on TNT. We got speaking of Shaq, he'll be there be announcing there. the starters. He'll be there. Um, so let's first let's just first talk about the jerseys. Yeah, and we'll do the picks, but. I think these jerseys are pretty nice. They're fire. I like them. I'd say I like the East just because yeah, like the blue. It's like the not nice blue, blue enough. It's yeah. just like dark. 
Mm-hmm. And even the like the the West is all right, but like yeah. those blue ones are nice. I mean, I wasn't. I'm not a big fan of the whole East West format. I like the draft where you can get teammates going at each other. Yeah. Uh, like the Tatum versus Brown from last year was one of my all time <laughs> favorite NBA moments. Even though other fans hated it because it was all Celtics. It was just like but uh, I loved it. I know um, you did. <laughs> but I I understand why they're going back East and West to try and make it more focused on basketball. And focus on this, less the antics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think these jerseys are just amazing. Uh, they like the little pinstripes. They remind me. They scream Indianapolis to me. Mm-hmm. They they're not boring. They have a little flair to them. They're simple. They're clean. They're just good. I'd say they're the best. Like yeah, in the last like probably last five, five years. years yeah. yeah, I liked. I did like the ones where they had their own team logos. Those were clean, like the black and white ones. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah. But uh, maybe we'll see him go back to that one day. Yeah, but these are the best ones of like, just like team or yeah. team. Yeah, I think honestly, if you took that same jersey and you took out the star and you replaced it with like their team logo and just all star on top, Ooh. like that would be a perfect a fire. Yeah, but anyway, it should be good. Good uh, Indiana. Is, Indiana is just doing good things right now for the all. It's a cool city. So I'm excited. They're hitting it, hitting all the check checkpoints yeah. so far. But uh, to get to our picks, um, you want to start in the East or West with your predictions? Uh, let's do the East. All right. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, I think we can agree the four, the three back front court spots are locked. Yeah. Like, there's no real argument. Like, even in the voting, it was the top three and then a steep drop off. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be Giannis and Bede and Tatum. Yep. Those are the three. The big question is with the guards. Who do you think is gonna be in those guards? The guards, uh, there's a lot of them because they're all – there's not, like, one guard that's, like, insane, right? Like, Halliburton, yeah. he's up there in the voting. Uh, I don't even know. Like, Brunson, may, I don't Brunson's know. Brunson's maybe. Um, Donovan Mitchell's always in there. Donovan, yeah. Um, Tyrese Maxey's in there. Um, you could throw – people are throwing Trey Young in there, which I don't love. No. Because you – like he's just not winning enough. I think you have Halliburton starter for sure. Is he? Yeah. He's leading in the yeah, votes, Halliburton's right? Yeah, Halliburton's leading in votes, pretty sure. The people throw Dame in there just because of the name. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd say Here's Halliburton. the thing is, though, I don't think any team in the East deserves two starters this year. Yeah. I don't think the Sixers deserve two starters. I don't think the Bucks deserve two starters. I don't think the Celtics, as good as they are, they could have multiple reserves, maybe, but I don't think they deserve two starters. Yeah. So I think it has to come from another team. That's why I'm probably going to predict Tyrese Halliburton. In my oh. second slot, I'm going Jalen Brunson. Brunson, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I think Jalen Brunson is having a fantastic season. He's balling out. He didn't really get his like flowers yeah. last year. I think the fans are loving it. I New York's a big media market. I think he'll get the push. It, do I think he'll actually start? No. But if I was to pick... I would pick Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's good. If I was to actually pick, I, they're probably going to give it to Dame. It's probably going to be yeah. Tyrese and Dame. Yeah, which would make know. me upset because I don't think Dame is. Dame is not having a great year, yeah. No, it's just name recognition. Just, yeah. Uh, kind of same with Steph. But, I mean, Steph still. Steph will make it. And he'll probably start too. Yeah. But let's get into yeah. So the West, I think, yeah, Steph and then SGA. Those are probably my two. Uh, yeah, SGA is a lock for sure. Or Doncic. Doncic. It's probably between Luka and Steph for that second spot. Yeah. Um, in terms of front court, though, that's where, I mean, LeBron's going to start because LeBron he got a bajillion votes as, as usual. 
And then Jokic. Jokic will start. And that third spot is where it gets interesting. Like you have because you have KD, KD AD, there, AD. Which Kat. if the Lakers get two starters, no way. I yeah, I think you'd have KD. I think KD gets thrown in there. I mean, if you look at the standings, I mean, the Thunder would have Shea, the Timberwolves. You, I mean, I, I mean, wish you I could, could argue Ant for in there. Yeah. Maybe he gets a second guard spot. Um, nah, I don't know. I think they'd come from the reserves. I think the the yeah. the Timberwolves would have Ant and Cat. Yeah, I think they in the reserves. Cat was a question mark. I don't know if he'll make it, but we'll see. I mean, they could just throw Sabonis in the starters. Sabonis, the Kings yeah. are having a good year. Yeah, um, but I think it's KD. I think that's right. I think you'd have KD, LeBron, and Jokic. Jokic. And guards, I think. I think it's SGA and Luca. Yeah. Get the nod. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, because it's like. How much is the fan voting, right? Like It's 50% fan, 25% coaches, 25% media, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then the bench reserves and more coaches. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, – I just don't know how you could start it without Steph and LeBron just because of the fan voting. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they – Chuck reads out Steph Curry tonight. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, so – there's their uh, all-star picks. We'll come up with the reserves next week. But yes, uh, that will be a more debating because yes. I have some opinions on that. I'm just we saying. Know, we know. All five Celtics are top ten in their position. It's not black. It's not green. It's not blue. It's not red. It's white. <laughs> Derek White, baby. <laughs> the baldy. <laughs> but that's coming next week. Don't worry. Yeah. I have plenty to say about hold, my Derek hold White on, all-star hold agenda. On. <laughs> but uh, as we always do – we end it with the picks. So oh. I haven't done this in a while. I'm pretty sure Corey's probably up already like 2-0 or something. I don't know. But I mean, maybe New Year. We haven't done it. Yeah, year, we'll start we start. over. Yeah. <laughs> 2024. <laughs> but we'll keep a tally this time. Yeah. So I'll let you start. You okay. have the, the Jazz minus 7 at the Wizards. Yeah, well, it's a fun fact. that When I was putting in these bets, the, there's only one game where the home team is favored. The road team is favored in every game except for the Bulls-Lakers. Oh, yeah. Which I've never seen anything like that. So they expect a lot of road upsets. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, the Jazz, who have been very hot, are minus seven-point favorites against the Wizards. Wizards just promoted their coach. So it's a little bit of a mess right there. So I think I'm going to take the Jazz. Yeah, well, that's a good pick. Um, yeah, they're already a bunch of just – <laughs> they just don't know really how to play team basketball on the Wizards. So they're trying to out take the chaos. Distance. Yeah. Uh, then we have the Sixers are minus five at the Pacers. Uh, see, I would pick the Pacers, but they just keep they're kind of just figuring it out with Siakam. I don't know if this is the game they figured out. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably pick the Sixers on this one if Embiid's playing. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I. I haven't seen anything saying he's out, so I assume he's gonna play. Yeah, he has to play every every day so he can get MVP again. That's true. If he doesn't get the MVP because of games missed, I think there might be some people rioting. Probably, but I'm all for yeah. it. Facts. <laughs> um, this next game, though, you already know Celtics at Heat, Eastern Conference Finals rematch, the rivalry. Last time the the goat himself was in that building, Derek White, game winning tip in Game Six. Um, you already know what I'm gonna pick. It's He's, gonna be the Heat. Always I mean, remember. <laughs> always remember. Never forget the tip. The, Just the imagine if they would have won Game Seven, that oh. tip would have been 
That that's what pissed me off the most exactly. about the Celtics losing was it diminished that that tipping. Yeah. Um, next we have the Nuggets at the Knicks. That's gonna be a good game. That's a like great game. it's kind of a sleeper, but you know, like we say, never bet against the Nuggets. Never bet against the Nuggets, man. <laughs> so I got the. Nuggets. I mean, the Nuggets are only two and a half point favorites. Uh, that's not that much. No. So like, they expect the game to be close. <laughs> So that's a really good. I've seen Jokic train a side arm behind his back three pointer from half court. It's like all those memes. Like you play lockdown defense with twenty three point nine seconds, and then Jokic chucks it over his head. Swish. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that might that has to be the shot of the year so far. Yeah, he's the goat. Shot of the season. (laughs) Um, But if we're talking the next game though, it's the Wolves fresh off their controversial game plan against the Hornets. Playing against the Nets, the Wolves are minus three and a half point favorites. That's it's really tricky. low yeah. for the Wolves against the Nets. The Nets, low key, have been playing some good ball recently. They've been staying competitive, but I think I still gotta take the Tim Wolves. Vegas might know something. They well, they might know a collapse here. Uh, yeah, but I think if Chris Finch is the coach, I think he is. Yeah, I think he'll have those boys ready to go. True, true. Um, next we have. Another rival, I guess you could say. Well, they should rivals they should always be rivals because they're right next to each other. It's just, you know, over the years, one team has always been better than the other. But right now, it's kind of even. Uh, and these games are always fun. So you already know I'm going to pick the Warriors just because I can't Kings are minus two-point favorites in Oracle. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised the Kings probably going to beat us. But it's going to be Warriors close. Warriors are coming off emotional, obviously. Rest in peace, sir, coach. Yeah. Terrible thing happened. Um, I love the Warriors tribute they did for him yesterday. Very classy. Yeah, very classy, very good. Leaving the be- the bench seat open for mm-hmm. him, having the jerseys good. with their number. Yeah, fantastic. Even drinking a shot before the game of the Serbian liquor or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but that uh, makes sense. That's facts. Um, but that's a good pick. I think the Warriors do win this. I think they, they're starting to get things figured out. I mean, I'm still on record. I think they're the – Second scariest team yeah. in the West, right yeah. behind the Nuggets. <laughs> it, Danon disagrees with me for some reason, but it might be it might be a stretch to say or it I'm might still be terrified of the Warriors. <laughs> it might be a little out of pocket, but it, it might have been a sacrifice for the Warriors to to be better again. I mean, like as sad oh as it, as sad as it as it is, it might bring the team together. That's all I'm saying. Okay, like like I don't know. It's really sad. I was supposed to go to that game and the night like the day he died. Yeah. Um it's just it's just terrible. You can't like expect that. It's only 46 too. But uh yeah, hopefully they turn around especially after I wrote the the Warriors uh, a letter um describing uh their we, plans for the We could do a whole podcast on Danon's plans for the Warriors. The off season. Yeah, we'll do a whole episode. Let on me that. just read the little intro real quick. Um so I I wrote a letter to Joe Lacob and Mike Dunleavy, and I said, from the very bottom of my heart, a, a, a deep blue and gold, we believe Golden State Warriors super fan. I'm writing to offer some much-needed insight as to the team's plan going forward as we get closer to the February 8th trade deadline. I hope you give it some serious consideration. And this is my favorite part. As a, as a diehard fan, I will do this pro bono in hopes that the franchise can turn things around. And then I, I said I'm open to to coming in to discuss future strategies. So, you know, I have a whole list. It's a six-point list. It's pretty easy to follow. 
We exactly. do some trades and prepare for the future. <laughs> Maybe in another episode we'll get into that. Maybe they'll email me back. Yeah. But um, sorry. Sorry for the little tangent. Dana gets passionate about his Warriors. Um, but our final game of the night is the Bulls at Lakers. Lakers are favorited minus four and a half points. Um, I think I got to go Lakers. I mean, the Bulls are just kind of – I mean, they're playing better recently, but I think the Lakers win this. Yeah, and LeBron's back. They're they're off a loss, so they'll probably, yeah, probably step it up. Yeah. Well, those are the picks. We'll check back in next Thursday to see who got the most right. But yeah. it just feels good to be back. You know, back in the back in the studio, back cooking. Oh yeah, it feels good to talk about it, and a lot of stuff's gonna happen in the next couple of weeks. So the prime of the season is right here. We're, we're lots back. of stuff going on. We had a little in season tournament, and now kind of like a little a little lull in this in the season but now we're kind of Rank picking back it back up. up for the all-star break and then after that it's all guns of blazing picking for up the... where the nfl leaves off you know? oh yeah oh yeah we have a big weekend for that too go niners bang bang niner game but uh that's gonna do it for four wins in june we will see you next week oh the niners choke but i swear <laughs>